On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com, Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. After dropping four games in a row, the Newman baseball team was in desperate need of a turnaround this past weekend, kicking off an 11-game road trip with a visit to Edmond, Oklahoma, to face the Broncos. Didn't start well with Central Oklahoma. They dominated in game one, but the Jets pitching recovered to take the weekend games. They win the series two games to one, and now the Jets are headed to Hayes tomorrow looking for payback against the Tigers. Welcome in to our JetCast for this week. This is episode number 65, and we are focused on Newman baseball this week. We are joined now by the assistant coach in his third year here in Wichita as the pitching coach and recruiting coordinator for Newman baseball, Robbie Ray. Robbie, so great to have you on on the show thank you so much absolutely thanks for having me. well you guys you know l- looking to turn things around against central oklahoma you had such a great start to the season I-, I know that there was a lull in the washburn series but came right back after that but after being swept by central missouri losing game one of the series in the midweek to fort hayes state and now you know going to central oklahoma losing game one the way that you guys did how big was it for you guys to turn things around and, and get the the series win on the road yeah i think it's always big um just to get conference wins but especially on the road um, our guys were able to fight back and and do that down there in Edmond, and it was very important for us well and, and how do you guys keep keep that confidence you know the the week you had the prior week um, you know, starting the way that it did, I know that Coach Mouse talking with him on post game was was extremely disappointed in how that game went, and then obviously the the game one loss by ten runs to Central Oklahoma. As a coaching staff, how do you try to you know just remind your guys like, hey, you know, you had the best start in the history of the school in the Division Two era. You know, you guys are a good baseball team, and and boy, they boy did they ever respond in games two and three. Yeah, I think the hardest part. Uh, about winning and and getting elevated uh, through a program is consistency and you know as conference you've been able to see kind of the ups and downs but taking that program to the next level which is consistency is what we're hoping to do coach mouse and i talk about it all the time until we're blue in the face but um, you know, that's what we're hoping, and that's what we're trying to get our guys to do. Uh, and pitching, obviously, was such a big part of that turnaround. You get a couple of quality starts. How, how good That had to make you feel pretty good to see your pitching staff uh, do so well and be such a big part of those game two and game three wins. Yeah, they, they threw great. Um, you know, Nate starting it out on Saturday, um, and then obviously Ian and Connor coming back into the bullpen, um, finishing off that game, and then Nate with a great start on Sunday. And similar with Ian and Connor coming back um, the following day to throw again. But, I, I mean, Garrett threw great on Friday as well. We didn't make some plays. Um, he gave us a chance to stay in the game. So I've been proud of the arm so far. Um, they need to help out our hitters a little bit more too. But uh, that that's what we're 
that's what we're moving forward with. Well, and, and Coach Mouse said, said you know, our, he, he thought that the pitching staff would be much improved. He said the pitching staff after last year needed to be the most improved kind of aspect or special team of, of the club. Certainly it's not where you guys probably ultimately want it to be, but absolutely a dramatic improvement from, from last year. What do you think is the biggest improvement of your staff as a whole? I think the biggest thing is we got some new guys in that really have a chip on their shoulder where where they came from, uh, maybe not getting the innings they thought they they wanted or deserved, um, and then mixing that with some guys from the past here that just wanted to be good, wanted the team to be successful, whether that role for them is bigger or not. They just wanted to win, and so the the mesh of those two um, groups coming together has really helped out. Well, and you're also the recruiting coordinator, so you're one of the guys, not that every coach on the staff doesn't have some hand in recruiting because that's a you know, 24-7, 365 job, as right. we've mentioned with all the coaches of every sport here at Newman. But as a recruiting coordinator, is that something that you look for when you're looking at guys to see what their attitude is like when they're playing? Of course. I mean, it's, it's really hard to – Look into the heart of some kid, sure. Um, especially you know, eighteen to twenty-year-old kids. But you know, I think that that's something you really have to um, build from when you build that relationship, where you can really see what's going on. Um, but it's also trusting people in their lives, which is really difficult too. And <laughs> sure. so, building relationships is hard. But uh, you know, I think the thing that we look for the most is is just competitiveness, and and that's what we want around here the most the most competitive people we can possibly get on campus. Connor Langrell will join us. He is the Jets uh, closer, and he is leading the MIAA at saves. He will come up next segment, and then we'll be joined by the Assistant Athletic Director for Communications, Newman's SID in his first year, second year with the program, Zach Brake. That's also coming up here on the show today. And speaking of Connor, who we'll hear from next, saves in games two and three, like I said, leading the MIAA with six saves coming into this week. Uh, we don't have the answer as of the recording of this I would have to think and I didn't check with Zach beforehand I'd have to think he would be at least a candidate for MIAA pitcher of the week I don't know what else happened in the league but you know to come back with back-to-back saves you're the 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 conference leader in saves I think that warrant at least a nomination at least some consideration how big has he been this year for you guys at the closer spot Connor's been fantastic uh there's things that he needs to improve on, and we, and we talk about it daily. Um, but he has done a great job leading in the bullpen and helping guys kind of know what we're wanting here um, with the new coaching staff, basically, and the new players, you know, kind of meshing together. So he's been great. He needs to keep it up, but he, he, he does a fantastic job. And then, obviously, from the starting perspective, we you mentioned it just a little bit ago, but – how nice was it to see those back-to-back quality starts from Denniston and Fink? It's fantastic. Those guys, they work so hard. And, uh, you know, when they do that and guys perform, it makes it even – it makes it all worthwhile. Long road trip here. This is an 11-game road trip. You guys basically play an entire month away from McCarthy Field. Um, have you ever had to deal with this in your career? I'm not sure that I can ever recall a, a span since I've been at Newman where the baseball team has basically gone a month without playing a home game. I don't think so. I, I mean, even, Especially because the last home games were moved to Arkansas City, yeah. so it, it may be over a month. Yeah, I don't think I've ever 
had to deal with it. Maybe at the beginning of the year when when I was at Oklahoma State, we went to other places to play when it was warm, but it wasn't that long. Fort Hayes State coming up. It's a 5 o'clock first pitch tomorrow. It's a Tuesday midweek game. If you missed an earlier JetCast, they're playing midweek games in the MIAA this year. So it's a conference series against Fort Hayes State. It's a 2-1. and one. So first game was a loss for the Jets uh, earlier this month. This is game two coming up. Game three will come back on the other end here to Wichita. So a must-win game in order to win this series. Uh, you can listen to the game. It'll be on KAYS radio. You can also watch it, com slash Newman. Uh, how big is this Fort Hayes State game to get you guys in position? Obviously, uh, one of the big goals that Coach Mouse has set is that they want to be in position to clinch an MIAA tournament berth. Uh, obviously, a big opportunity to pick up a win here against the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, this is important. Um, you know, we let one get away at home against them a couple weeks ago. Um, credit to them. They played great. We did not. Um, and so we need to go on the road and, you know, do everything in our power to get a win. Robbie Ray joining us here. He's the pitching coach, recruiting coordinator for Newman Jets Baseball. Good luck to you guys tomorrow, Coach. Thank you. I appreciate you. We've got the Newman closer coming up, Connor Langrell. He's joining us next on the JetCast. Let's face it. It's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Newman Jets baseball back in action tomorrow, taking on Fort Hayes State. Joining us next, a guy the Tigers definitely will not want to see. Coming off back-to-back scoreless innings, two saves against Central Oklahoma as the Jets take Game 2 and Game 3 to win that road series. A redshirt junior out of Riverview, Florida, NU closer, Connor Langrell. Connor, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, you know, you guys lose game one, not particularly close, which in baseball will happen. How big was it for you guys? And, and just for, you know, we, we talked with Coach Ray before you came on about how you guys were on that big losing streak. How big was it for you guys to get that series turned around and get the series win after losing five in a row? Uh, it was massive. Uh, it definitely was. felt like it was building up a little bit, but just going out there and playing the baseball that we know that we can play and going into the back half of conference is definitely a good sight to see. Well, yeah, with about a month and a half, month and a half or so left in the season, definitely the time when you can make your move atop the MIAA standings. And for you personally, back-to-back saves didn't necessarily in your last two appearances against Central Missouri and, and Fort Hay State didn't necessarily pitch poorly, but I know that 
this was a lot more how you wanted to pitch against Central Oklahoma. Got into a little, to a little bit of a jam in, a, in the, both appearances, but how good did it, did it feel to be able to get out of both of those uh, of those uh, innings unscathed? Uh, it's always nice to go out there and uh, finish out the win for my team. Uh, I feel like that's where I succeed the most is coming in in those situations, and I really just am happy with getting two wins out of the series and taking the series as a whole. How – different was it for you making back-to-back appearances that was the first time that you had done that since February you did it twice in February so it it had been a while what's the approach is there any difference mentally that you have to have because you know as the closer your spot your the need for your services is not always there obviously you do have to get some work in from time to time but how different is it for you to come in back-to-back appearances looking for a save uh, I always try and go into the game with the right mindset, whether it's close or it's a larger margin. I always try and stay locked in the whole game because within one inning we could score a ton of runs or something could happen to where I need to go in early. So I just always try and be on standby. Well, and, and how do you stay, for you personally especially, because there have been, you know, it's not like a starting pitcher, for example, that kind of knows, okay, this is these are the dates that I'm going to pitch and I'm going to pitch every X days, you know, with you guys, especially going to four starters this year with so many of the midweek games, you know, there's a lot of regularity there. But you went over a week and a half without any action at all at one point this year. How do you stay engaged when you have a whole week off when you're not in the game? It's just uh, trusting my preparation and trusting what Coach Ray wants us to do. I know that my number is not always going to be called, but once when it's needed, that's when I feel like I have to produce because especially as a closer, you can't really make any mistakes because you really have three outs to play with, and it could honestly mean the game. And and the thing, too, is you know sometimes you will make a mistake. I think it was in game three, if I'm not mistaken, two walks on board. Obviously, that's not what you're going for, but how do you have to at that point – put those behind you extremely quickly and, you know, go back to what is working for you. And, you know, in that last game, you know, if you give up another walk or a hit, that's, I mean, it was a two-run ball game, wasn't it, at that point? So, I mean, you're, you've blown the save and, and now all of a sudden you guys are not in a winning position. How do you move on from that so quickly and get the big out, get the big strikeout, ground out in order to get out of the inning? Uh, I just have to sometimes just step off and con- and collect myself, honestly, because I'm a big adrenaline guy when I'm on the mound, so I like to move fast and trust my stuff when I can, but sometimes I just need to slow down the game and basically just go pitch to pitch at, at some points. Best pitch? Uh, I like my fastball. Robbie might like my curveball, <laughs> but uh, I feel like when my fastball's on, it can go past anybody. What, what, uh, what do you feel like is the pitch that you want to continue to work on? Uh, definitely my changeup. That's still a very big work in progress, but also just making sure I can throw my breaking ball with both uh, behind the count and ahead in the count. Gotcha. What's it like to be coached by Coach Ray, your your pitching coach? Oh, I love it. It's a blast. Uh, he feels like he's one of the guys at some points, but then there's those days where we need to lock it in, and he's we know that he's all business those days, but. I like that he can go both ways with us. Give us a sense of where the team was at. You guys went into the Fort Hayes State game feeling you know, pretty decent about things and how things had gone off to the best 15-game start in the history of the Division II program. Didn't come out with the correct mindset, according to Coach Mouse. I think you guys would probably agree, based on the result against Fort Hayes State, a team that's really struggled this year. Obviously, Central Missouri is going to do what they did to you guys to – 
probably almost every team, maybe not Pittsburgh State, but they've swept everybody in the MIAA, so they've been exceptional this year. Where did you guys find the confidence to come back, especially after losing that first game the way you did against Central Oklahoma, to come back and, and I guess, just get back to how you guys started the year? Uh, we really just had to trust what our preparation was and how Coach Mouse wants us to play. Uh, he brought us all in, uh, especially after last season. He brought us all in to play a certain way, and that first game we just weren't very competitive the whole game. And then once we stepped on the field for game two, we put it behind us and uh, want to get off on the right foot for the rest of the year. Well, I had this you know, to ask you about the, the pressure to turn things around, and you, know, you look at how the season's gone for you guys, and Coach Mouse has said you know, for whatever reason, and it's a good thing and a bad thing, you know, because it's a bad thing because you guys have not been able to put maybe three games together in a series. But, boy, it seems like when you guys – and, and how, as Coach Mouse has told it to me, I don't know if he's mentioned it to you guys like this, but he says, you know, when we get punched in the mouth, we've played pretty good this year. Uh, and it certainly, you know, showed that again against Central Oklahoma. What do you attribute that to being able to – just shrug off adversity. I mean, you guys had a five-game losing streak. Uh, Central Missouri, obviously, in games one and two, dominated. You came back with a pretty strong game three effort that didn't quite get home against the Mules to hand them their first loss. And then the first game loss, a 10-run loss against Central Oklahoma, you come back and win the series. What do you attribute that to, being able to just shrug off adversity and and come back with your best performance? Uh, I feel like our team's just full of competitors. We always – no matter whether it's a five-run deficit, one-run deficit, ten-run deficit, I feel like we're always in the game because we can always string together at bats. Pitchers can get zeros like the last two games, and we can always just play as a team. Conference tournament, that's the goal. Coach Mouse has not been shy about mentioning that. I don't think every coach would, would talk about it as much as he has, but um, you know, and maybe it's because of that competitive mindset that you guys have that he feels like you guys are ready to take that on. How much have you guys talked about that as players, the coaching staff to you guys about you know, the, our goal needs to be to make the conference tournament this year? Yeah, I feel like just getting to the conference tournament when you're one of the eight is uh, the biggest goal. Obviously, you don't want to be one of the lower seeds. You'd rather be one of the top four to host. But at that point in the season, whoever the hottest team is can run with it. Do you guys think about trying to you know, not be the number eight seed to not play Central Missouri? Or are you the type of team that's like, yeah, let's go into Warrensburg and, and take on the number top, top ten mules? I mean, we didn't. I feel like we played pretty well against them in that last game. The first two games got away from us, but and you did. It didn't start badly, and that was a weird deal because you guys wasn't being played in Wichita. There was weather situation up here with some unexpected snowfall, so they had to move the game. You know, like I was doing the first game in play by play. I didn't find out until eleven o'clock, so you guys couldn't have possibly found out that much. And you guys, you know, had to basically scrambled to get that game on. So it was a weird set of circumstances. But, you know, that first game didn't start badly for you guys either. No, uh, it just kind of got away from us a little bit sometimes. The, uh, and then you give credit to their starting pitcher too. Yeah, yeah, he, he threw re- he threw pretty well. But, uh, I mean, I don't feel like there's a pitcher really out there that can, like, dominate us at that point. But, I mean, when some pitcher's on, he's on. It's kind of hard to touch him. I'm betting that some of those guys in the lineup would love to have a second crack at him in the conference tournament. Oh, I know. Everyone wants to go after Central Missouri. It's always good to go after the top dog, but, I mean – Fort Hayes State, uh, th- this game was, was one that Coach Mouse thought that the effort was, you know, equaled the result that you got. 
Uh, how badly do you want to get these guys uh, tomorrow? It's a 5 o'clock first pitch. There will be local radio for, on KAYS. You can find that online. You can watch the game, the MIAA network.com slash Newman, 5 o'clock first pitch. This is a midweek series. So this is game two of the series. Jets hosted game one here a couple of weeks ago. It was a 15-10 Tiger win. The Jets will get the last game of the series here in a couple of weeks in April for game three. So this is a conference game. This is a series game. And so it's a much different approach for the midweek is this is an MIAA game that really matters. I I cannot imagine how badly you guys want to get this win up at Fort Hayes State. Yeah, dropping that first game wasn't uh, honestly a part of our plan, but uh, we're hungry because this is, in my eyes, a must-win game to uh, win the series when it comes back here. So, I mean, we're going to come out firing. We're off of two wins, so I think we're feeling pretty good right now. Final question for you. You Obviously, in baseball, you don't want to force things. You want to try to let the game come to you. It's a big game for the conference standings. It's a series that you guys you know, feel like you've got to win with Fort Hay State being where they are in the standings. How do you guys come out with your best effort but not put too much pressure on yourself, especially uh, – and I know you're not hitting, but uh, obviously at, when you're, you have your approach at the plate – you know, you don't. You want to let the game flow. When you're a pitcher, you want to, you know, throw your pitch and, and just stay in a positive mindset. How do you not put too much pressure on yourself? I feel like us just not trying to force everything. We're really good when we just try and put together like quality at bats and just get strike one on the mound. We're very good when we play our own game and not try and like always do the big thing just like pass it on to the next guy just keep stringing things together and basically play our game like we should it is a part of a long long road trip for the jets they've got another miaa series coming up this weekend on the road but most importantly and up next fort hayes state tuesday so that is tomorrow as you're watching this on monday evening it's a five o'clock first pitch you can watch the game once again the miaa network.com slash newman uh, connor let's get uh, save number three in a row what do you say Oh, I'd love to. I'm, uh, I know that my coaches want me to. I'm kind of going for the saves record this year. And by the way, the MIAA conference leader in saves <laughs> as well, as I mentioned in the first segment. Thank you so much. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. It's all baseball. We've got a former baseball guy coming up next to wrap up the show. Our SID, Sports Information Director, the Assistant Athletic Director for Communications, Zach Brake, wraps up the show with us when we come back on the JetCast. Hey boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah, what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. Life. It throws you curves and it knocks you down. But what separates the good from the great is the getting back up. Newman University will always get back up. We are a university of doers, of innovators, of transformers. We inspire as we soar to new heights. We will not be beaten. We will not settle for anything less than the best. We are Newman University. Wrapping up the show here on the JetCast this week. It's all baseball this week. Not a member of the baseball team, but a former baseball guy. His second year with Newman University Athletics and his first as the SID, or Sports Information Director, the Assistant Athletic Director for Communications, Zach Brake. 
making his JetCast debut. Uh, I know this has been a long time coming for you, Zach. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thrilled to be here. Uh, you know, year one for you, uh, you can almost see the finish line. Uh, about a month and a half away, but you can almost see the finish line to the year. Um, how do you think year one has gone for you? Uh, it's been a huge learning curve for me, but I've had the greatest support um, around me. Um, I've gotten a lot of help from Zane Ealing. Um, we love Coach Ealing. Um, he's been there kind of as my sounding board. I say, how do we handle this? You know, because it's my first time going through these things. He's been a coach. He's been in the administration, so he understands um, how we should approach situations. So he's kind of been a really good um, leveling for me as I've kind of just navigated the sea. What what brought you to Newman initially? What got you interested and in what put Newman on your radar? Um, so when I graduated in 2020, um, obviously that was during the pandemic. Um, so I was a baseball player. That season got cut short. So I was kind of scrambling, finding that identity. I didn't get to close out my career necessarily how I wanted to. Um, so I had to get into the workforce, um, started selling freight, um, for a logistics company, um, realized that wasn't for me. So then I went back to looking for graduate assistant opportunities. Um, I found this, um, opportunity at Newman university, sent out a feeler email, Moro letter got back to me, set up a call. And then a week later I was, uh, driving to Wichita. And here you are. And, and it was such a, such an interesting time last year with all of the, the extra circumstances and things that had to go on. Um, it, it you know, very, very different. It feels like a very different year this year than than last year. And then obviously, you know, the, the rush of sudden change wasn't done. Probably we're not expecting to get the call for the head job in after just one year. But here you are. How unexpected was, was that to, to be asked to be the SID after just one year here as a graduate assistant? Uh, I really wasn't expecting anything. Um, I realized once I finished my degree program, I was going to be looking for another job. So I was uh, searching around at other schools. And then um, as I was finishing up in the summer, Colin uh, got the nod to head up to Bethel. Um, and so when he did that, um, I sat down and talked with Joe and Zane. It's something I had done in undergrad. I worked in the sports information office. I did stats. Um, so studying volleyball, basketball, really familiar to me. Baseball guy, so baseball, softball made sense. Um, really just learned a few of the nuances of soccer. Um, was the biggest thing. And uh, we had that, like, honest conversation in August um, this last year. Um, and when we had that conversation, we just talked about how I'm going to find out there's more things that I don't know than I do know right now. Um, and that has become so true. And um, just kind of understanding that coming in um, just really helped me and, like, just taking everything one step at a time and understanding that it's not going to be perfect this first year. It's going to be a little bumpy. Um, and it's starting to smooth out now as we kind of get to the end of the year. What is the number one thing at this point in the year that you look back on and wish you had known when you started? Um, I, I, can't really, I can't really pinpoint one thing. There's been a lot that I've learned this year, and I value a lot of the things that I learned. I'm, I've kind of dedicated myself to being a lifelong learner. It's kind of why I wanted to go back to school. Sure. Um, I realized I wanted to uh, continue educating and growing myself. Um, I would just say the biggest thing is uh, – you can communicate one way um, by speaking yourself, but also listening and understanding others. Um, that might be the biggest thing I've taken away this year. So understanding how others communicate with you. So that way, if you need something, you can't ask everybody the night before, hey, can you get me this? Like the way I might be able to turn around something because that's my style of work. So understanding I might have to get to a coach a couple of days in advance to understand um, how we're going to get things out on their social media pages. What, if you follow sports at all, and if you have any understanding about the media side of sports, you know that in, in our line of work, there, is, there are two really 
seasons that are known as the crossover. And the crossover season is when you get from fall going into winter sports, winter sports going into spring sports. And uh, for the sports information director and for a play-by-play guy, uh, they're two of the most challenging uh, times of the year because typically you are dealing, you know, you're dealing with football and basketball, in my case, doing the fall crossover with the high school for years. Uh, for you, obviously, you're dealing with all of the fall activities that you have, most notably volleyball, cross country. You've got a fall golf season, tennis, and then moving into basketball and wrestling. And then now moving, there was a period where you were covering softball, baseball, and wrestling and men's basketball. Which crossover is worse and why? Um, I would have to say in my first year, spring has been by far one of the hardest. Um, <laughs> we have NCAA live stats for volleyball and the basketball, so it was really easy transitioning over that. And then in baseball, uh, transitioning over to the other stats platform. Um, so in doing that, I kind of had to balance and then also moving between facilities. Obviously, in the fall, we're mostly um, at soccer or in the gym. Um, and then in winter to spring, we're going baseball, softball, and the gym. With limited equipment, we're moving every single game. Yeah. So um, trying to do that. And then um, I will say the one thing that's made it easy, though, is I've had Zane stat a few of the games for me when we've had multiple games at the same time. And he's been really big on that. And then also having Riley Malloy, our GA, she would call the basketball games for me, um, which really helped, especially um, a lot of my student workers are baseball players. And once our season started, my work pool was gone. So sure. she stepped up and filled a huge role for us um, just so that way we could get games through. And, and what she's doing is actually spotting. So what she's doing is she will call out the play so that, uh, you know, if it, he's statting the game. But a lot of times you're looking at the screen, and this is especially important, most critical in volleyball by far. But you have to have somebody who's watching the play. And how nice is it to have her in the office Probably ought to have her on the show next year. I think she's got one more year in her program. That might be something we have to do next year. But uh, how great has it been to have her around the office? I know that she's just got a fantastic positive energy, positive personality, and also someone who really understands the game of basketball, being a varsity player here for four years as well. Um, so she's obviously an expert in terms of deciding you know, how the stats should be called out. Yeah, she's been really great. Um, last year when I was a graduate assistant, she uh, shadowed in our office, so I got to meet her um, and get to know her very well. Um, and just kind of her basketball knowledge has been really good. She'll kind of tell me, like, hey, they're probably going to drop this play here, and this is where we're going to go. And so I can kind of see where plays are starting to go and evolve um, and in the game, understanding those situations, um, knowing when timeouts and fouls are going to come, like – She's been really good with that. Um, I watch a lot of sports. I, I know basketball pretty well, but just having a basketball mind sitting there with you just makes everything go a lot smoother than if you just have a student that's just looking for the numbers on the back of the jersey. I know we, we had talked one time, me and her, about maybe she was thinking about getting into coaching, so I think that might, that might be serving you well right now. Uh, any big moments so far? Hopefully we're going to see you know a, a big moment coming up. Uh, softball has been really improved. Baseball, hopefully, will have a, you know, a big conference tournament clinching win. Uh, with some Gatorade maybe ending up on a certain Coach Mouse at, at McCarthy Field coming up in a few weeks. But uh, what any big moments in, in terms of Newman Sports that have, that have stuck out to you in this first year as the, the main guy in charge of communications? Um, I just think uh, seeing the improvement of teams, I mean, the volleyball program in the fall, um, obviously basketball, they've got a big offseason coming up. So that's going to be exciting to see as that unravels. And then obviously baseball, softball improving. Um, I think the little moments are the biggest moments in this job. Um, you know, seeing players get career highs, 
um, seeing seniors finish out their careers in the way that they want to go out. Um, I know Michaela Hayes on her senior day able to come out and hit that big three <laughs> to start the game. It's just like a really cool moment in that um, I really enjoy the small moments in life and just getting to see those for each kid. And I know that will stick with them far past it will for me. I'll see thousands of games in my time. It's just that, those are really cool moments for me. You're looking at the guy who is responsible for the vast majority of the content on the Newman website, newmanjets.com, uh, in terms of writing the articles, uh, selecting photographs. This is a guy that does the vast majority of that. And this year, you guys actually did a website refresh, a total facelift of the website. Uh, I think a, a very, very big upgrade in terms of the visual appeal of the website. How do you feel like that went? What's been the reception of, of the, the website refresh that you did? earlier i think it was in the fall or the, or the winter you guys did that yeah so that uh we obviously unveiled the logo in september which was a really cool process to be a part of that um my undergrad did a logo rebrand um in my senior year so it was like basically did two, two years in a row years, yeah two logo reveals um and then in december we got that website redesigned so uh bounce ideas off of the people here at newman that have been uh great for me this year um jeff lavar obviously who designed the logo um, and then Clark Schaefer, University Relations um, Director, um, just kind of talk with them, had the feel of our website. Obviously, it was a little bit of ar archaic at the time. Um, just we've kept with that same design for so many years. Um, and then just having the opportunity through Sidearm to get that change, um, we kind of bounced ideas. They showed us some of the new things they're doing. So we looked at other schools, looked at um, kind of websites just in general and trying to get a feel that was the best. And so just having those sounding boards have been really nice. Um, for me, when website design isn't necessarily my background. So. Sure. But now it is. You know, I, <laughs> I did a website redesign. So you kind of have fun. to learn a little bit as you go, don't you, in this mm -hmm. business. Final question for you. Uh, what's your next big project? Once you get into the off season, it's, it's very difficult to try to, you know, do things, upgrade upgrade records, create new documents, you know, because you're always covering games, writing articles, you know, getting previews done and, and updating all that through the season. So, you know, doing some overhauls in the department, stats, history, not something that's really possible during the year. What's one project or do you have a couple of things that you're looking ahead to the summer as saying, you know what, it, once we get some dead time, these are a couple of things that I'd like to have done for fall of 2022, 2023. Yeah, um, so this summer, obviously, we'll be looking for a GA. It's going to be a huge help next year, so that way people can kind of do their jobs instead of just helping me stay afloat, <laughs> um, which is going to be huge. Um, and then uh, over the summer, um, we'll be looking at just, like, updating things, so getting the new rosters in, uh, getting the new schedules inputted, um, seeing what's out of date on the website. I know there's a few things that I've marked down and been like, I'll get to it, but getting to it right now is just not possible um, just with everything going on, so... Um, yeah, and then probably just saying a lot of thank yous. I know I've had a lot of help this year. Like, you've taken over the audio network. You handle scheduling the JetCast this year, set up all the sound stuff. It's really been a nice year for me because – as stressful as it gets, having the people around you makes it that much easier. So I'm definitely appreciative. And we're uh, looking ahead to trying to get some of the history updated as well. And I'll be helping out with some of that on the website. I've been writing some of the stories about, what, what would you say I do, like about 2% of all the stories on, <laughs> on, on the Newman website. But, hey, it's 2% it's that he ha doesn't have to do. So in every small way. I mean, nobody works harder in the athletic department. There may be some other people that work just as hard, but nobody works harder than this guy uh, that is sitting here i guess to your left and to my right zach Brake. thanks so much congratulations on year one almost in the books and i know that you've uh, got some well-deserved 
time off in the midst of all the other stuff you want to do. Uh, I know you're going to enjoy some time off here in, a, in about a month or so. Let's get to it. Thank you. <laughs> let's, do, let's do get to it. Uh, back with more JetCast for you next week. Don't have the guest lined up exactly, uh, but I do want to make a return to bowling coming up here, and we'll also get back to more softball as well coming up in the next few weeks and a new volleyball coach to meet here in the next few weeks of the JetCast. So until then, Blake Cripps saying, Go Jets.